And I'm like, this is harder, definitely harder to build a company from scratch. And I will tell you what I've learned and the audience out there who's starting, who are in startups currently, because we're about two years in, 2020 hindsight, I would have bought a creative agency. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hey, our sponsor for the show today is Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, and they were recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through their investment prospects. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. Look, there's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. Well, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexter. I'm with me today. I'm excited to have Eric Cabral. Eric, how are you doing today? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Todd. Yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. A little bit about Eric. He's the founder of the creative agency On Air Brands, which you see behind him. The innovative event Podmax, the real estate investment company, company Mindado. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Mindado. Mindado yeah. Investment Group, host, co-host, and producer of several shows, Entrepreneurs Circle, Capital Hacking, on Air Brands Live, Real Estate Hackers, and True Multifamily. With multiple businesses and partnerships, Eric is the quintessential serial entrepreneur who spends much of his time helping others grow their businesses, brands, and reputation. With that said, Eric, uh, give our listeners maybe a little bit about, more about your background and kind of what all that stuff means. Yeah, guess. yeah, because that is a lot of stuff there. <laughs> Uh, so my background is creative. So graphic design for, for those who wonder what that is, cause it's a very broad term creative. Uh, I did that for over 20 years in corporate America and climbed the corporate ladder, you know, started out as like a junior art director and then made my way up to what we call in the industry, the creator director, which is, which is the highest role, which starts to get into more management and, um, you know, the business side of things. And when I got to that point, Todd, um, and I was privy to the numbers and the growth of the business within Fortune 10 companies, then I started to realize, I, I think I have a superpower here that could really help me and less these gigantic billion dollar corporations. Um, so when I got laid off for the second time in 2000, geez, Louise, I think it was 2016 or 17. And I said, you know what, I'm going to figure out what the next chapter in life is. And that became real estate. You know, I, I Googled, where could I put capital? I want to start investing. And we were already investing in stocks, somewhat to relative success, not, nothing crazy. But I was like, what's real estate about? I, I understand that, you know, all of not most of the 1% of the world invest in real estate for a reason. So I stumbled into the rich dad, Poor Dad book by Robert Kiyosaki took the purple pill like most real estate investors do and just loved it. Ate it all up. I couldn't get enough of it. Started jumping into all the other, you know, Cashflow Quadrant, every other book in his series. And 
I, and I was talking to you off mic, you know, I, I, I fell into sort of coaching and then started to surround myself with people who were doing it and doing it well, started going around to local RIAs and I left creative behind. I considered myself as I'm retired. I'm not doing creative anymore. But as I started to build my own companies, I realized, oh, okay, I'll just hire myself, use myself to build my agents, uh, build my uh, websites and my logos and my social. And as I started to get around into the real estate investing world and the networks, the people would approach me and say, hey, Eric, who, who did your logo? Who did your website? It looks amazing. And it's me. So, hey, can you help me? Turned into help another, help into another, help another. All of a sudden, I had a creative agency. I, I had to, as necessity, if I wanted to help more people, start implementing systems and processes and teams to help more people in the real estate investing community. And I realized also it was hard to do two things. It was hard to be a real estate investor looking for deals and analyzing deals and building that team. So I pivoted to say, okay, I've accomplished a bit, uh, not much as I wanted to in real estate, but I think this industry and this community needs this right now. And this is where my superpower lies. And I'm going to leverage this as much as I can. So on-air brands became, um, a service for real estate investors and creating podcasts for real estate investors and their brands. And that's where we currently are. You know, it's, it's, it's been really a amazing journey, Todd, I have to say. Yeah. So are you, is, so right now your main focus is on the on air brands is on to, to tell me then what, what is on air brands? If you were to describe your company and kind of what you do, or what you encompass and who you serve, uh, give me that little uh, pitch, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So we call ourselves a media agency now. We, we pivoted from the typical creative agency that would do branding and logos and websites. We found that video, social media marketing and podcasting were really where the industry should be moving. And that's where we've gone to. And we really, really own that space right currently because we're doing things that a lot of people aren't doing. So we're a media agency that really focuses on that social media marketing. We were doing some live streaming, but um, we were mostly doubling down on podcasting for real estate investors, as you know, and as you have your own podcast with Pillars of Wealth, it's, it's really something that if done right, you can leverage the heck out of it because you're building that no like, and trust factor very quickly through a podcast. And I think that when investors come to us, because the our typical client is someone who's doing a lot of things. They're doing, you know, syndication, they're doing multifamilies, they're 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 building structures and teams and you know they're doing a lot of different things. And they don't have one place to put it all. How do I talk about this, this and this? I'm gonna confuse my audience. So we often re recommend having at least one brand, if it's your personal brand or a podcast could be the first piece of that personal brand. So that's really what we do. And then it's evolved, Todd, into an amazing event, a uh, podcasting event called PodMax, where we bring all of our clients and all of our networks with podcasters into one space in one day to get everyone on multiple shows. So the podcasters get a wonderful thing out of it by recording, you know, eight to 10 podcasts all in one day. It's very efficient for you. 
And then entrepreneurs get to come in and experience being on multiple shows. So they get onto four or five shows all in one day from nine in the morning to five at night. And it's just an amazing event outside of um, what we normally do as far as recording podcasts virtually. So because the networking aspect of it is really, really magical. Hmm. That sounds like a fun event to be a part of. You got a bunch of uh, very, probably very smart and successful people in one room at a time. Yeah, and that's, it's a big mastermind. And, you know, to be honest, Todd, I didn't anticipate that the power of that because it's, it's a relatively good ticket price, right? So it's not a typical, for example, so I'm on the board for uh, a real estate group called SJ RIA and there's a thousand members and it's 250 bucks a year. So with that, you'll get a lot of people who are testing the waters, kicking tires. Oh, you know, you see them year after year, haven't really done a deal yet. I think it's because they haven't really invested capital or their time yet. Whereas when we have people come through our ecosystem, you know, they're paying a good amount of money to be there. Therefore they understand the value of investing in myself investing in networking, investing in masterminds. And that's really what this is becoming. It's really, really cool to watch. And when people leave, they're constantly telling us, oh my God, I met a business partner there, or I met an amazing client and partner. Um, Just so much stuff happens as a result of being together um, for one purpose, which is really to serve and to help and to add value in people's lives and business. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, off air, we were also talking about, you know, that uh, these these reels and some people not taking it serious and, and, uh, and talking about actually investing in a, a course and all that kind of stuff and how oftentimes that price tag actually makes a big difference, makes you take it very serious. Um, you know, not always, but I think for most people, if they're going to invest a, a decent amount of money. It doesn't need to be thousands and thousands of dollars, but even uh, an amount, it's got to be an amount that's going to make an impact. They're going to take it a lot more serious in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so are you doing any uh, real estate investing or did you say, Hey, right now I'm going to put that on hold and I'm going to focus on this on air brands business. Uh, a little bit of both, mostly focusing on my media agency. So I still manage, uh, I bought a multifamily during my early or earlier days of trying to find deals, trying to find off-market deals. Um, you know, I took everyone's advice around me saying, you know, you need to manage your first properties because that's when you're going to learn a ton. So I still manage it. You know, I'm currently evicting someone, which I really honestly hate doing uh, that's the one piece that I won't miss <laughs> is I also hated letting people go. I hated firing people when I was a manager uh-huh. and uh, it, it just stresses me out. Um, but because you're really affecting someone's life in a, in a negative way, but um, I still invest in a passive way. So I have business partners around me all the time who are doing massive deals uh, or winery, which is the third, the oldest, the third oldest winery in the country. And we, the wonderful story behind that is the Lincoln administration gave us the liquor license and we have been grandfathered in to call champagne champagne, because if you are not, you have to call it sparkling wine. 
So that's one of the cool things. Well, the other cool thing about this project that I'm involved in is there's a 50 room hotel on the, on, it's 242 acres. So there's a 50 room hotel, there's the winery, the wine tours, there's a golf course, and um, it's currently going through construction. So we're adding seven ballrooms, which previously I think there were only two. And it's become such an amazing and beautiful project that people love to be a part of and to experience because it's really just a burr, really. It's taking a resort that was owned by the bank and they didn't want to manage a winery or a golf course or a hotel. They didn't know what to do with it. So my business partner, Josh McCallan, is I call a unicorn in the space because, and, and in, within the Bigger Pockets community, we call him the resort burr guy because he's taken this asset that no one wanted because they were like, I don't know what to do with the hotel, but I know what to do with the winery. Or I know what to do with the golf course, but I don't know what to do with the hotel. He knew what to do with all of it. And he looked at the numbers and he analyzed it and realized weddings. We need to double down on weddings because people want a destination resort place to, to get married. So it's just exploded, Todd. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's been really cool to be a part of that project and to see it from the beginning. And now it's exploding. Um, I highly recommend people just check out the, what's happened to that project as far as where it started uh, roughly a year ago, a little over a year now, um, to where it is now. So uh, a lot of fun. Cool. And then we're looking, not we, as a team, we, but mostly him, he looks for projects. So we're looking at new resorts similar to that criteria to, to flip. Yeah. So we're looking in other different uh, areas that, that offer the same value add opportunities. Awesome. That's my, my involvement. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, and I think that's important too. To, I mean, you've got a business that you've created this on air brands and, and it's affiliates and you're actually focusing on it, which that's when I read, when I kind of read your bio at first and, and said, wow, there's a lot here. There's a lot going on. We've got the real estate investing. We've got the podcast and we've got the on-air brands. We've got all this stuff going on. Like how do we juggle it all? And sometimes I ask myself that because I've got several businesses. And so you've got to make certain things priority and other things kind of, they can't be as, as prioritized. Uh, and that's what you've done. You've prioritized on-air brands. That's what you're building right now. The real estate investing is still there. It's a passive uh, event now. Maybe you'll go back to it as an active event once your, your on-air brands doesn't need you anymore. Who knows? But 100%. Um, that's where you're at right now, which is really cool. Uh, take us into kind of what you're doing to, to scale the business and grow the business and build the teams. I honestly have to admit, I'm not doing it as well as I should be. That's probably one of the biggest challenges. And I imagine will always sort of be a challenge, but scaling and growing the teams. So we currently have about, uh, I would say, three to four at the core. And then about a dozen uh, contractors and people all over the country or the world, actually, to, to help build what we're building. So the hardest or the, ch the biggest challenge for me right now, Todd, and for our company is obviously finding the right people that we, that we love and trust that could mm -hmm. really just be a part of the team and um, have that sort of like I call entrepreneur mindset. And 
which means you know you 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 have the tendencies of being an entrepreneur, but you don't necessarily want to build your own thing. But you're more than happy to be very proactive and a team player to to join a team such as ours, so that you can help grow, and we all grow together, and 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 they get to learn a ton as well. So so the scaling is really all about systems and processes, and finding the right people and put the right people in the right seats that also understand how to document the process because they may be the expert in whatever, whatever they're doing. Um, but are you good at actually capturing how you do it? You know, basically being the chef and then being able to teach how you cooked and made that an amazing dish. You know, not a lot of people are able to document and teach and share what it is they created. So if they're, I'm not saying that you have to be that person, but at least we need to have others that can help them document that process and help them. So stand over the chef's shoulder and say, oh, what are you putting in the, the bowl right now? Or, oh, what are you chopping up? You know, so that they have the help and the support that they need so that we can scale. It's really all about figuring out how to create a playbook, the Bible that everyone goes by so that we can just duplicate it. Take what we're doing, put it over here, put it over here, it's working, put it over here. So that's, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah, by the way, I, I really appreciate you saying that this is a challenge because I think a lot of people just kind of hide some of that stuff that they're, they're, these are struggles. I mean, it's, yeah. it's every business person's struggle. And these are big struggles that I deal with that a lot of people deal with. Finding the right team is, is really difficult. And it, you know, for me, one of the biggest challenges for me is actually taking that step to go find somebody because things are okay right now. Like, you're right. I, I can handle it right now. So it's, it's okay. And I know how difficult it is to find the right people and then to train them. And then if they don't work, you've got to, you know, change that. So I think for me, my biggest challenge is actually go take like taking that first step to getting somebody um, yeah. and admitting that I need somebody sometimes. Yeah. So, um, what, so since we just talked about challenges, let's talk about mistakes. What mistake or mistakes have you made along the way that you've learned from and that you can kind of pass on to our listeners? In, in real estate in business and creative with, yeah, I guess whatever comes to your mind that you want to talk about. I mean, it can be anything business, real estate uh, related, however you want to talk about it. Yeah, I, um, you know, it, you know, 2020 hindsight, right? Uh, I, I honestly wish I got into some sort of heavier type of taking seriously real estate or investing in general. Like I, I earlier during my corporate career, you know, I was I was messing around in stocks. I lost a lot of money. Poker players, so I took a lot of risks, um, but very calculated risks. But I wish that I had educated myself on how to not lose money. <laughs> so a lot of people think, you know, I mean, and stock is risky. You know, you you want to, and like we were talking earlier, Todd. You know, do research. You know, check who the operator is when you're looking into a project in terms of real estate, but the same thing goes for stock. It's, it's about the CEO. It's about doing your research on the company. Yeah. Yeah. I may love Apple, but what's currently going on behind the scenes. 
you know, are, are they transitioning to new leadership? Are they, you know, get to know the operators, get to know the CEOs and the people who are the lifeblood of the company before you invest capital, before you invest your time. Um, another big thing that I've sort of, I hate to use the word regret, but being a consumer, brother, being a consumer mm. and not being a creator. So yes, I was creating for my job, but I wasn't creating for myself. I was consuming a lot of garbage content. I mean, how many, how many years did I waste watching The Walking Dead? Oh my goodness. So what a waste of time. You know, I could have been building companies here. I could have been like putting teams and systems in place and learning how to be a better, you know, business owner. Um, it's just a lot of time playing video games and doing a lot of stuff that, you know, I got it. By the time I got into investing, 40s already and not that I say I regret that because you know I had a great time um, but if 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 I hadn't put myself in that position um, I wouldn't feel the need to go into light speed you know and we talked about that you know when I got into real estate um, it was early uh, early 7 2017 um, educating myself for the good part of the, the year January to say you know May and then I pulled the trigger on on my first property at the end of the year, probably October, I think August, uh, I think I got it under contract or, uh, in August and then I didn't close until maybe September of that year. Um, and that happened relatively quickly when I talked to people about it. You know, you, you jump into real estate and then all of a sudden eight months later, you buy your first property. And I don't think I needed to take that. I mean, it, it worked out. Trust me, I'm, I'm cash flows very nicely, but, um, it was, it was risky. I, I think I got, I, I lucked out because I had a good team in place. I had a lot of people around me that knew what the heck they were doing. And uh, that's something that I, that I, that I definitely pride myself on is knowing at least if I didn't know something, I've damn made sure that somebody next to me knew what to do. Yeah. yeah. And very smart. Right. And that's yeah. the that's the uh, the old Henry Ford, right? Where he's got the yeah. and he just pushes it to have somebody answer the questions he needs. Hey, let's take a minute to thank our sponsor, Pine Financial Group. Look, you work hard for your money. Is your money working hard for you? Because of inflation, money sitting idle erodes your wealth. Many investors understand that real estate is a great investment, but may not want the effort or the risk that comes with owning their own property. They want to sit back and have payments Hit their bank account each and every month. Stop eroding your wealth and start building by asking your money to work for you. You should be earning profits while you sleep in investment backed by real estate. Pine Financial Group, the leader in hard money lending in Colorado and Minnesota, was recently approved to offer their investment publicly. This investment offers only for investors in Colorado and Minnesota and is only made through the investment prospectus. Get your copy today. Simply visit www.pineinvestments.com and click to get started. There's a reason why some of the wealthiest people in history invest in loans backed by real estate. Learn more about the risks and returns at www.pineinvestments.com. It's www.pineinvestments.com. Take us through that mindset shift where you said you know, you're going and you're watching The Walking Dead or you're playing video games or whatever. <laughs> a lot of us get consumed by that stuff. Oh my God. I used to get so consumed by that stuff. I'd get home 
and the TV would get turned on or I'd whatever, just be consumed by everything other than what I really wanted to accomplish. So take us through, like, how did you shift your mindset? What was there a certain trigger? What, what happened? Yeah, there was definitely a trigger, you know, and that trigger was children. But I want to rewind a little bit that um, there was always, and this is the, I was always the cliche entrepreneur. You know, I, I started a business, um, I think it was in 2007 or 2008, and, and it, was a, uh, it was a video game company. So I, I did want to leverage what I was doing in my experience, and I created a, uh, a video game company that managed tournaments. So we would host upwards to 40, 50 kids in a venue and it would be the old school before online gaming took off we would have these what we call LAN parties LAN and there would be 40 or 50 people with 40 or 50 televisions and Xboxes and they would all be playing in the same game and we gave prizes we literally gave that big check you know like here's you know a hundred dollars or I think we were probably giving anywhere between 500 to a thousand dollars and that's a lot of money to a kid and and that's what we did. It was called Play America. And that was my first dabble. There was no online courses to start business. You know, I had to literally go to what they call score and, and, and oh, yeah. get counseling and somebody who could like tell me what to do and how I start an LLC and open a checking account. And so I, I was aware of building business and I always wanted to start a business. So obviously that didn't work out especially when Xbox Live and PlayStation, all this stuff started to launch. By the way, but it was, great, a great organization that you just mentioned there. I just wanted to take a second to say yeah. that SCORE is a, a great organization that I think is pretty much nationwide, yep. if I'm correct. And there's basically volunteers that are out there and you can get, it, yeah. it's all free, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Free help to getting your business off the ground. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they were doing entrepreneurs take advantage of that 100%. And they were really critical to uh, most, if not all, the businesses that we're aware of because uh, there was no internet, there was no education online at the time. Yeah. So they were literally handing binders to me and forms and stuff. So, yeah, they were a really cool organization, like you said. Yeah. But um, so that was always sort of inside me. It was always this fire that needed to be lit. And then, you know, I just did the safe thing that everyone and my family expected to do in corporate America. And when I realized I was getting laid off for the second time in my career, I didn't have control. I didn't have my future in my hands. And now that I'm growing a family, I wanted more control. So my why became that like the driving force behind taking bigger risks and trying to figure out how to become financially free. And that was through real estate. Real estate became the vehicle for me to get there. And it's funny, Todd, when I, when I got the first one, I, um, you know, it took a little while for it to become, to get performing, you know, uh, you know, had to go through some evictions and do all this stuff. And, when it started with cash flowing, my wife was like, wow. And then I burned it, you know, and, and got, I got 100% of my money got back. Money out. Yeah. Got all the money out. My wife, you know, I'm building the creative media agency. She's going, why aren't you doing that more again? <laughs> it's like, well, it's so cool when you see it work. Yeah. And I'm like, this is harder, definitely harder to build a company from scratch. And I will tell you what I've learned and the audience out there who's starting who are in startups currently, because we're about two years in, 2020 hindsight, I would have bought a creative agency. 
instead of starting mm -hmm. from scratch. So, Interesting. Uh, so how does they have infrastructure that already have processes and teams in place that I can inject our model and our culture and and then not do the hard part, which is creating it from scratch. I mean, it's so hard. So would you have bought like a, a business that's like a, a distressed business, you know, or would you yeah. buy a stable? Um, I would, I want to say somewhere in between. So yeah. currently, if anyone's into this, it's very much like real estate. So what we do is we find as real estate owners and real estate investors, we, we look for a property that has a lot of value add. We can come in and we can really start to go to work and add a lot of value to it and bring the, the value of the property up. And th there's no better time. It's always like that. It doesn't matter what year it is, but there's no better time because there are what we call mom and pops. There are people that are aging out, baby boomers who are managing their own properties. They're managing their own assets and they're just tired. They want to go, to, they want to go south. They want to dip their toes in the sand. They want to start the next chapter in life. Well, the same goes for businesses, dude. Yeah. There are so many businesses that are being run, maybe not optimized or maybe just performing and they're flat. They're not profitable where someone like us can come in, understand what they're doing and business is business systems are systems processes and teams they're all well teams are a little bit different but it's it's the same you're running a business and yeah. you can literally come in add value to it and make it worth something and sell it it's really powerful and I'm, I've, I've come to realize that somewhat recently yeah it's very it's very intriguing to me to do that and and that's something that uh i kind of been exploring a little bit because you've got a lot of these mom pop businesses that are older generation and technology has just exploded over the last, you know, 10 years, especially, but I mean, mm -hmm. more than that, obviously, but, but 10 years, you think of the change that has happened and these business owners that are getting ready to retire, they've been kind of planning it for the last, you know, five to seven years. They probably haven't implemented a lot of the technology that could really help explode their business. So there's that big gap there of, I mean, there's some businesses that aren't even on the internet still, like they don't have a website. And so true, you know, as a, like, for, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm almost 40 years old, but I don't, when I look for a business or anything, I'm going on the internet. If they don't have a website, I think they're not a reputable company. Yeah. People that are younger than me, they don't, you know, there's no way they're going to think about a, a business if they're not on a website. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, it's funny because anybody who's out there who's thinking about a business and they're like, Oh wow, that sounds like white space that I could be filling. You know, there's a need there. You build websites. And we moved away from that because it's, it's not profitable in this day and age because of the new tools that are out there like Fiverr and yeah. all of these, these, these places you can go where it really just, devalues uh what it is that amazing web developers you, you could do um but yeah yeah there's definitely opportunities there for someone who wants to start something you know to, to do exactly what you said target those people and give them a target website. the people that don't have a website and buy their business and buy their business or <laughs> yeah. buy the business and then just yeah develop the website you know internally yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, there's so many opportunities. It's really an exciting time. I mean, I, you know, I am a, I'm one of those that likes to, you know, smoke hopium, you know, it's like not too much, but I'm, I'm very hopeful. I'm very optimistic. As you can tell, I just love being around people and just inspiring people to do bigger things. And there's a golden opportunity here outside of real estate, or maybe even buying a real estate investing company. Maybe there's someone who already has an infrastructure and a small team and you can just say, Hey, you know, what did you make? Did you make two years? Same thing with an asset. And, and to this and put my teams in place. And now that's how you, uh, you know, at On Air Brands and, and, and my other company, Podmax, we're, we're actually considering buying a small creative agency, buying, and this is going to, I'm going to drop some serious stuff on your, your audience right here. Buy a Facebook page. Why start a group on your own? That's tough to foster and nurture a community of real estate investors or say you're an agent or a broker. They're out there and there are people that have abandoned it or they're not leveraging it to its full extent. Well, you can come in and say, hey, I see you got a wonderful Facebook group here. Had you ever thought about selling it? Trust me, 99% of them will say no. And what you could do, treat it exactly like we do with real estate or any other business. Show me the numbers. How much did you make last year? Oh, you made 1500 bucks off of it. I'll give you 1500 bucks. And guess what, brother or sister? I will let you manage it and continue to pay you. Now you can inject your brand on it. You know, you can put, you know, coach with decks on it. You can put whatever you want on it and have a now community manager that's working for you because you just bought their company. You just bought their Facebook group. So these are like strategies that I'm starting to implement now. And I'm beginning to realize the power of knowledge and what is possible when you start thinking outside the box. Yeah, that that's pretty uh, interesting there. I never thought of doing anything like that. You yeah. think of buying a business, but you don't think about buying somebody's you know, Facebook group or yeah, man. that's pretty it's, cool. It's a small business, dude. And take it, I'll take it to the next level. Someone out there is thinking about, I want to start a podcast. Who isn't, right? And everybody wants a podcast nowadays. There are so, there's so many people who have suffered from what we call pod fade in the industry. You haven't gotten past eight to 10 episodes. Well, I'll tell you what, you've, you've built a great brand. There were people that were following you that, were, that are still downloading your episodes. There are a lot out there that are still consuming it. I'll buy your podcast from you. So, hey, yeah. I'm Eric from On Air Brands and we produce podcasts. Well, you're meeting all our criteria. Same thing with houses. I want to I wanna make an offer on your podcast. What do you think it's worth? Right? And then now we can bring them into our fold, into our community, because yeah. we have a network and, and we can help. Or we can find someone who is just suffering because a lot of them are. They've started it and they're like, man, the wheels are coming off on this thing. I want to keep doing it, but it's so much work. Well, how about we take it for you? And you become part of us and we'll manage it. We'll build it. We'll, we'll promote it on social for you. We'll, we'll help you with content, give you guests. So there's a lot of really cool things that if you think about it, um, you can start to leverage and start to really sort of, you know, take it, take it by the reins now while, while, while there aren't a lot of people that are doing it. Yet. Yeah. Really cool. Really, I mean, very, very good ideas. And, Thinking of outside the box, that's what it's all about, right? And it's about that in real estate, it's about that in business, it doesn't matter what it is. If you can start doing things that other people aren't doing, adding that value that other people aren't, all of a sudden, 
these deals that didn't look so good before start to look really good. And, and, and now everybody's complaining about not having enough opportunity. There's not, there's not enough businesses for sale. There's not enough real estate for sale. There's, you know, not enough good stocks and there's not enough good anything. And if you've got creative solutions, like you've just been suggesting all of a sudden there's too many good yeah. opportunities available. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, there's another one I wanted to add, and this is specifically to all your real estate investors and multifamily operators out there. So what we've recently sort of discovered is if you have properties out there and you, it, no matter where it is, if you have small multis or you have large units, you know, you could, if you haven't thought of this, start investing and in even syndicating ATM machines. So if you have properties that are prime, so like, we understand the coin op stuff. We're like, oh yeah, okay, I'll put a, I'll, I'll add value by putting the laundromat or I'll add value by putting storage um, cages in. Yeah, that's all great. And that's all something that we always implement or look at when we're evaluating the property. But if you have something with commercial space under it, you have something where there's a nut that, that, there, that is in a community that really relies on ATM and cash really consider looking into placing a cash uh, machine at your properties. And if you have a lot of properties, then even better, because yeah. now that becomes another business that yeah. you can invest in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, that, that's smart. Especially if you've got a big enough community, like you said, in, a, in an area or with a demographic, especially that wants a lot of cash out or uses a lot of cash. That's pretty valuable. Definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's such another, it's, it's another asset class, but if you're familiar with real estate investing, this is a smaller scale of that, but it's adding value to your existing properties that most people don't really think about. And that's just another sort of out of the box type of solution, but you'd have to obviously do your research. There are operators, you know, you don't want to be going to these ATM machines on your own with a pocket, <laughs> a big bag of cash and doing it yourself. There's, it's a different industry. It's a different type of business where people operate it. Just yeah. like if you had, you know, hundreds of units, you want operators, you want people to manage that for you. Cool. Um, well, Eric, uh, we, we're going to wrap up. I got a couple more questions to ask you. Uh, next question is what's your favorite book that you can recommend to our listeners? Wow. So outside of the rich dad stuff, obviously, um, David Osborne was on, on one of my shows recently and he wrote a, a book called wealth can't wait. And he, he's uh, to me, that's sort of like the rich dad 2.0. And I highly recommend checking that book out because if you've read Rich Dad multiple times like I have and you move into, into that book, it totally makes sense. Um, the next level sort of vertical versus horizontal income. Um, it's a really good book. I highly recommend that. Uh, Wealth Can't Wait. Um, you know, another book that I read multiple times, I don't want to say the word read because I, I listen to books on audio um, at one and a quarter speed. But um, I remember you know, this guy's polarizing, you know, you're the love him or hate him, but the 10 X book really, really motivated me to, to build not just real estate, but my business. He really, really sort of lit a fire and you know, his, his, his delivery can be uh, sort of offensive at times, but um, it, the 10 X book by Grant Cardone was really a good one that I read. Um, I think a year or two ago. 
Yeah, I haven't decided if I love him or hate him. <laughs> so, Salome thinks he's a great, he's great and hilarious. He's a great marketer, man. He's a yeah. great marketer. Yeah. yeah, other times I'm like, this guy's just full of it. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, he's, he's definitely full of himself. Um, we, we, we went to that 10 X growth con, um, last year in Miami and it was a spectacle, man. I've never, yeah, there was, he filled up Marlin stadium stadium. I think there were 20 or 30,000 people there. I mean, and to just get a sense of that, it's, it's a sporting event, obviously he's filled up a stadium from top to bottom, but imagine it for real estate. I mean, that was crazy. I never saw anything like it. It was like a rock concert for three days. And everyone who was anyone was there on stage. And then all of your friends were there. Like there were, I would just kept bumping into people. And we're like, oh, hey, you're here. Let's all have dinner. So it was really cool. That was the cool thing about it was just the whole community coming together and, um, and having a good time and, and being a part of something that probably, I don't know if it'll ever happen again because he, he literally parachuted in to the stadium, supposedly. I mean, we all think it was a stunt guy, like a real professional yeah. <laughs> skydiver. But he came in and it was really, really cool way to start it off. And uh, yeah, yeah, whether you love him or hate him, he's definitely doing things that nobody's doing. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. And he's setting himself apart. So yeah, like you said, yeah. people people know who he is. I see it on uh bigger pockets and see it yeah. all over like, Hey, should I invest in Cardone capital? And so yeah. people are hearing his name. So, yeah. Um, let's get back to you. Um, what are your three pillars of wealth creation? The three pillars of wealth creation mindset. One, number one, I mean, you have to start with yourself. Uh, you're, you're not really going to get far if you can't align your goals with a mindset that will get you there. Um, and mindset meaning, you know, uh, for me, I really didn't start to see, a, 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 I didn't start to get a lot of traction and results until I got into the growth abundance mindset, meaning I want to help people and I'm not worried about how much it's going to cost. It's really about helping people and how I can be a part of your life in order to help you get to where you want to go and align with your goals. And ultimately, that will help me. So once I realized that, Todd, everything changed. And I used to hear people talk about it, get into the growth, get into the abundance mindset, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. And I understood the words, but until I implemented it in my life, it didn't change anything. So that was, that's, that's one. I, I would say health, you know, exercise is key. I, I, I started, I started to implement intermittent fasting and this doesn't necessarily work for everyone. But when I started to do that, I really started a change in my, in um, my habits. So habit before was I'll work till midnight, one o'clock and I'd be eating potato chips and whatever the heck was in the cupboard. Well, intermittent fasting disciplined me so that I, um, I, I, I would take a look at the clock and see, you know, whatever my cutoff was. So intermittent fasting for anyone who doesn't know is you basically fast for at minimum 14 hours. Sometimes I go anywhere between 18 to 20 and it resets everything for you and it aligns everything for you. And it, it really helped me discipline myself in, in terms of my diet and what I was eating um, and, and exercise on a regular basis. That's, that's key. I do that every single day, whether it's at the gym or at home doing what I recommend anyone look up is Tabada. You look up Tabada workouts or look up HIIT, H-I-I-T, which is a high intensity uh, training. I forget what the other I is, um, interval maybe. But um, 
either either Tabata or HIT workouts, which is great because you can go on YouTube and find five to 15, 20 minute exercises that you can do from home or from your hotel room when you're on the road. Cause that's hard. You know, as, as business owners, we travel a lot. We go to a lot of networking events and you tend to just eat like crap and sleep like crap and don't exercise while you're on the road. Well, if you do this and you implement this, you'll actually be able to exercise while on the road in the hotels because they're, they're designed specifically for furniture in your room and stuff. Um, and, and really the other pillars just surround yourself with people is, you know, make sure your networks um, are people that are doing things that you want to do. So if you find yourself the smartest person in the room, then get the heck out of there as fast as you can, mm -hmm. because you're not going to learn a thing. I mean, maybe they're going to benefit from you. That's a different sort of, if you want to get into that, that's fine. You know, you want to create that environment where people are learning and, and, and getting value out of what you know. But if you're trying to do something and you're trying to elevate yourself in a certain type of business, um, surround yourself with people who are light years ahead so that you can start to leverage and lily pad off of what they're doing and get yeah. there a lot faster. Yeah. 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 Great. Uh, great advice there. Um, last question. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Learn more about what you got going on. Yeah, absolutely. So simple, easy on airbrands.com is our website. That's where you can find, you know, our cool, sexy stuff that we do. Um, and then if you go to podmax, P-O-D-M-A-X.co, you'll see our podcasting event, which I can't talk about it enough. I'm so excited about it because really no one's doing it, especially in the real estate investing space. You, yeah. you hear about podcast conferences, but you don't hear of anyone putting together podcasting events where everyone gets to be on a show and everyone gets to experience networking to a, a different level. Uh, so yeah, check it out, podmax.co, or you could just hit me up directly at uh, eric at onairbrands.com. It's eric with a K, E-R-I-K at onairbrands. Yeah, cool. That, that does sound like a really cool event and uh, definitely put that on the show notes so people can check it out. Eric, I, I really appreciate you joining us on the show. Tons of, tons of good value and insight that you're able to give our audience. Awesome. I appreciate the pleasure being on your show, Todd. Have a fantastic rest of the day. Thanks, brother. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. A couple things before we go. Again, go on to our Facebook page, Pillars of Wealth. We'd love to have you on there. Go on to iTunes, give us a rating and review, and subscribe to the show. Also, um, you know, don't forget, reach out to me if you want any help with uh, potentially growing your business, and reach out to John Styles to help you buy or sell real estate. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Have a fantastic the rest of the day, and as I say, make every day a Saturday. <laughs>